Blessings, everyone. I pray the shalom of God meets you right where you are this morning. Welcome to Crumbs from the Master's Table. I am your host, Sherry from Missouri, aka Catherine the Great, and I am so excited to see what the Lord has for us today. So please stay tuned. Hey family, welcome back. Welcome back to Crumbs from the Master's Table. I pray, I pray, I pray that you're ready for this word today because it is a real word. I do not know how I'm going to deliver it. I never do, but let me tell you something what God is speaking today. You cannot miss this word. I'm going to pray, then we're going to get into the scripture and we're going to go for it. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you, Lord for truth and revelation father i ask that your your i would just be the vessel and it'll be you speaking through me lord have your way through this word father we open up our spirits to receive your word and we close our fleshly nature that you may be received oh god lord let every word that i speak let it not fall on a deaf ear but lord let it do what it was set out to accomplish in jesus mighty name amen All right, the scripture is coming from Jonah chapter 1, and I'm going to read the message translation. However, I encourage you to go back and read it in the NIV translation and the KJV as well, just so you can get the fullness of the word. I'm always going through um, different translations so that I know how God wants to speak. However, this particular passage, um, I'm reading the message translation because I believe it's going to be the most simplest way to deliver it one day long ago God's word came to Jonah Amittai's son up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh preach to them they're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer but Jonah got up and went the other direction toward Tarshish running away from God he went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed for Tarshish. He paid the fare and went on board, joining those going to Tarshish as far away from God as he could get. But God sent a huge storm at sea, the waves towering. The ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified. They called out in desperation to their gods. They threw everything they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship to take a nap. He was sound asleep. The captain came to him and said, What's this, sleeping? Get up. Pray to your God. Maybe your God will see we're in trouble and rescue us. Then the sailors said to one another, Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit of this ship who's responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws. Jonah got the short straw. They grilled him. Confess, why this disaster? What is your work? Where do you come from? What country? What family? He told them, I am a Hebrew. I worship God, the God of heaven who made the sea sea and land. 
At that, the men were frightened, really frightened, and said, What on earth have you done? As Jonah talked, the sailors realized he was running away from God. They said to him, What are we going to do with you to get rid of this storm? By this time, the sea was wild, totally out of control. Jonah said, Throw me overboard into the sea, then the storm will stop. It's all my fault. I'm the cause of the storm. Get rid of me and you'll get rid of the storm. But no, the men tried rowing back to shore. They made no headway. The storm only got worse and worse, wild and raging. Then they prayed to God, Oh God, don't let us drown because of this man's life and don't blame us for his death. You are God. Do what you think is best. They took Jonah and threw him overboard. Immediately the sea was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshiped God, offered a sacrifice, and made vows. Then God assigned a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and nights. Amen, amen, amen. All right, you guys, I'm going to get into the title of this word, but first I'm going to break down this, these scriptures for you because the way the Lord hit me this morning, and this is a common story. Everybody knows about Jonah and running away from Nineveh. He did not want to go and speak to the children uh, of Israel in Nineveh, so he ran, and Tarshish he ran to Tarshish in the scripture in the scripture and Tarshish actually means a, the place of contemplation he contemplated whether or not he would do the work of God but is it contemplation when you're running completely opposite away from the assignment of God is that contemplation or is that abandonment he didn't make it to Tarshish in fact he got thrown overboard before he can get there but um as I was reading this this morning and I, I literally was like okay Lord where are you taking me where are we going because we're always going somewhere spiritually we're always going somewhere and um so as I was reading I was okay Lord where are we going what is this and he said that some of us have been contemplating contemplating the place that he has called us to be or the assignment on our lives and I, I want you to hear all of this because this is gonna this is gonna we're going somewhere let me just say that and like I said I think I'm gonna do two days on this particular word because I have to go somewhere else tomorrow but for right now we're going somewhere and he says a lot of us have been contemplating the assignment and the place of the assignment um, some of us see Jonah was known for saying okay well Lord you're gonna like if you read further on he knew that God was gonna forgive them but he was like well why should I waste my time when you're not even gonna do anything about it he wanted to see them destroyed and he wanted to see people ruined and so he didn't want to go because he knew that God was going to forgive them eventually anyway like God you're gracious anyway you're gonna forgive them so what's the point of me going and so he was contemplating the place of assignment and um, as the scripture goes forward, 
you know, when he's on the ship, everyone else is taking a nap. I mean, everyone else is up praying to their gods and, you know, they're like, what's going on? And then they find him taking a nap, chilling, sleep, sleep. And when I read that, I remember when God assigned me uh, to L.A., I remember being there, but going into this place of depression. And what we don't realize is, yeah, he went to sleep, but why did he sleep? He And I, I identified that so easily because for me, I was in the place of assignment, yet depressed, right? And mind you, he was running away from his assignment, but he napped in this place and on his way, on his way away from his assignment. And he's like, you know what? I don't even want to think about this. I don't want to do this thing. So I'm just going to sleep through it. And it's something about being depressed and sleeping that helps you escape reality. Some people, they just won't wake up to the reality of what God is calling to. So a nap can even be literal or it can be spiritual because some of you have not even awakened up to the reality of what God has called you to do. You know what he said, but you're sleeping on your assignment. You're sleeping on what God has told you to do because it's easier. Sometimes out of sight, out of mind, let me just sleep on this thing. I'm just going to stay at this job for 20 years. I'm going to do something else rather than do what God has already told me to do. And I know he told me to do it. And don't think that because you're doing something that God is okay with it because He's only okay with it when you've done his work. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. And then as the scripture goes through, we get to the people. They're like, what's going on? Wake up. Why is this happening? And they pull straws, right? (laughs) How many of you ever tried to escape the plan of God? You try to sleep through it. You try to avoid it. And then you literally get the shortest end of the stick. The short end of the stick. You're like, what is this? No matter what I do, I got the short end of the stick. But here's the thing. Even before God told you to do it, you was already on the short end anyway. You was already getting the short end. And I used to feel like that concerning my life all the time. It says that they were trying to figure out who's God. And I'm, I'm going to mind you, I'm just going through the scripture and then I'm taking you somewhere. Just keep that in mind. So we have him going to the place of contemplation. He's depressed. And then they draw straws and he gets the short stick. Why do I get the short stick? Like no matter what I do. No matter where I go, I'm on the short end of the stick. It's not in my favor. As I'm running away from God, it's not in my favor. See, because the favor comes in obedience. So now there's no favor in this place. I'm struggling in this place. It's hard for me in this place. Lord, what is wrong? It's so much chaos going on around me. I'm literally in chaos. Why? And it had everything to do with his obedience and the lack thereof. He didn't, he was not obedient and yet he got the short end of the stick. 
And, and I'm going to flip this over. What happens when you are obedient and you still get the short end? What happens when you do what you were supposed to do and you still get the short end of the stick? So it brings me to the next place. The people, they were trying, they were trying not to, okay? But what happens when the Lord sends assassins? Did you hear me? What happens when there are assassins in your life that God sent? They were assigned assassins to your life. God assigned them to assassinate you. The problem is the reason why Jonah was contemplating the call of God, the reason he was depressed, the reason he got the short end of the stick is because he was not walking in his calling. He was not doing what he was supposed to do. Because you can even go in the right place, be in the right place, and still not do what you're called to do. So you got that far. And then what happens when God assigns assassins to you? Because sometimes we think the place of calling or the place that God has sent us or the route that we take to get there is going to be easy because we chose to walk to God. And I told you that a couple weeks ago that you had to die, right? Well, what happens when there are assigned people assigned to assassinate you in the process? See, here's the thing. Jonah didn't do anything that God didn't know he was already going to do. He told him what to do, but he also knew what he was going to do. And God will literally send people to assassinate you from yourself. Because he had to die. Jonah had to die to himself. He had to die from himself. He had to kill who he thought he was. Because who he thought he was made him run. Let's say he didn't know what God was going to do. See, because he was very prophetic. He was a prophet. Remember that. And so let's say he didn't know what God was going to do. And God allowed him to literally run. But why was this process so important before the purpose? See, God spoke it, but God knew he was going to still show up on time to the assignment. But in the process, God had to do some things. He was contemplating the call of God. He was, um, he went through depression. See, I'm going to tell you something. When you've ever had a word of God, and I mean a heavy word of God, a real word of God, it can be heavy. I remember I received a word of God and I went into immediate depression. Oh my God, it was so heavy. It was beyond me, bigger than I thought. I could like bigger than my mind could comprehend at that time because my mind had con had not connected to the word of God. And I literally went into depression and I was like, Lord, this is bigger than me. Have you ever felt the word of God was just bigger than you? And so you went into depression. And then on top of the fact that you're depressed, you said, okay, let's draw six. Then you have no favor. You're like, okay, why? Did you tell me I was supposed to do this and there's nothing favorable about my condition that leads me to this place? And then on top of all of that, there was nothing favorable about what you said that makes my life look like I can even get there. Okay, nothing favorable. It doesn't even look like I can make it there 
on my own. Then you send people along the way to assassinate my character, to assassinate who I am. I thought I needed this part of me to make it there. So they throw Jonah over the ship. And God allows him to get swallowed up. And now he's in the belly of the fish. And I'm going to read that scripture again. I'm starting at Jonah chapter uh, 1 verse 15. They took Jonah and threw him overboard. Immediately the sea was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshiped God and offered a sacrifice and made vows. Then God assigned a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and three nights. And I'm not going to talk about it today, but we're going to talk about the belly of the fish tomorrow. But understanding that plays in okay so lord i went where you told me to go no i'm sorry i I went away i was contemplating that place but i had not really made up my mind now i'm depressed because i'm not walking in my assignment now there's no favor over me i'm literally struggling life just got harder because you spoke a word and now there's no favor on my side and yet you're telling me to go somewhere without favor i feel no favor yeah i'm not really there yet But I'm thinking about it, but there's no favor right here. And then you send people to assassinate me on the way too. Like you send people to assassinate me. I'm already going through it. I already got a bad. Why are they assassinating me? And now I'm in the belly of a fish. And the belly of the fish is your hell, your personal hell. That's what I'm going to call it. Your personal hell. And we're going to get into that tomorrow. But the Lord showed me that even when Jonah ended up in hell, and like I said, this was his personal hell, and and there is a correlation um, that I will get into tomorrow, but he's in hell, like I'm in hell. And why am I here, Lord? I mean, dang, do I have to go where you tell me to go? Do I have to do what you call me to do? You sent people to assassinate me So why do you think that I really want to go? Like, aren't you a good God? Let me tell you something. God knew what Jonah needed before he got to that place. You cannot conquer any place. You cannot conquer darkness. You cannot overcome darkness without experiencing it at first. And he was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights and he was in a place of darkness and like I said well I'll continue more tomorrow but I just want you to really just soak up what I just said and and see what God is saying concerning you but some of you are in a place of contemplation and when God gives a word he doesn't tell us to contemplate his word without faith it is impossible to please God we are not called to contemplate the word of God we are called to be children of obedience we are called to do what he says not what we think we want to do 
and there's a blessing in the obedience but like I said I'll get into more tomorrow but Heavenly Father I thank you Lord for this word Father I pray that there is great clarity and understanding of what you're speaking to each and every one that has heard this word each and every listener Father, let your truth be revealed, Lord. Let it be vibrating to the spirit, God. Let them, let it shake up foundations, oh God. Let it show them what you're trying to say, what you want to do in their life, God. Lord, every place that we've contemplated that you told us to do, Lord, I ask right now that you'll forgive us, God. Forgive us for not going where you told us to go. Forgive us for running to the place of Tarshish, oh God. Forgive us for not acting upon it in the moment that you told us to do. But Lord, I thank you, Father, for you are a God of second chances. And we look forward, oh God, to a future, oh God, a hope and a future in you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Crumbs from the Master's Table today. I pray that the shalom of God has met you in your homes, in your jobs, in your vehicles, wherever you are in the world listening in. And if you have a story or a testimony to tell of how this word and this this podcast has changed your life, please email me at katherinethegreatministries at gmail.com. I would love to hear your story.